Welcome to the Elevate Life podcast channel. We hope this sermon encourages and inspires you so you can go and grow to your next level. For more information about our church, please visit our website, elevate.life. Enjoy the message. Hey, put your hands on your, put your hand on your heart with me. We're going to say some things about us that God says about us. We've been practicing some faith today. So the words will be on the screen. Say this with me. I declare that I'm created in the image of God. I am blessed to be fruitful, multiply, fill the earth, and take dominion. I declare that 2022 is my year of promise for me, my family, my finances, and my future. I declare that according to 2 Corinthians 1.20, that all the promises of God in him are yes and in him, amen. Yes and amen. Today I open up my mind to receive the promises of God so I can think like God, be like God, and do life the way God intended for me to live. Now put your hands up, say this to God. Come Holy Spirit, help me elevate my thinking so I can elevate my life in Jesus' name. Amen, amen, you can be seated. Thank you, Pastor Josh. Let's give Pastor Josh a big round of applause. Thank you so much. Very, very grateful for Pastor Josh. I'm very grateful for my pastors, Pastor Keith and Pastor Sheila. And uh, really grateful for this house. And it's been eight years. And so it's been a crazy journey. It's been an awesome journey. Uh, and crazy in the most positive sense of, of fun. I've grown a lot. Uh, and uh, so I was able to come off the road. I traveled full time on the road. And uh, I was able to come off the road. And I'm grateful to be home every night. So uh, I know I don't travel like I used to. And not from airport to airport to plane to plane, hotel room to hotel room, event to event. But I get to be home with my family and see my wife. And, and so it's great. So I'm grateful for you guys. Thank you so much. Uh, for the next few minutes, I'm just going to go really quick this morning. So I'm going to get up out of your hair here pretty soon. Uh, if you don't have hair, I'm like you. God bless you. Uh, so, uh, but uh, what, what I was thinking about this week, you know, I always, I always try to reflect every day in my own quiet time with the Lord. And I always try to reflect uh, how, how precious life is. Life is very precious. And I think when you're younger, right, you, you, don't, you, don't, you don't realize how precious life is at, at a level. Because uh, you, you, you can't wait till you turn 13, then you're an official teenager. You can't wait till you turn 16, now you got your license. You can't wait till you turn 21, and, and then now you're considered legally an adult, whatever. And, and I think as you get older, I, I, I'm 46, and, I, and I'm going to be 47 this year, and I'm thinking, life is a gift, I'm grateful that I made it so far this long. And so I was th couldn't help but think, but saying, man, God, thank you. Thank you for another day. Thank you for this morning. Thank you that you woke me up. Thank you that you're healing what needs to be healed, that you're doing what, you need to be, what needs to be done, that you're, that you're taking care of business. Thank you, God. Anybody ever have a spirit of gratitude like that when you wake up in the morning? And the word thank you, actually, the originated word of thank you, it actually means to remember what that person has done. That, that's the original word of thank you, to remember what that person's done. Uh, if we could, just for a second, I know this is second service, and maybe you're already awake, you've already had two cups of coffee, and you're ready to go, and you're ready to be there, ready to lunch, but if we could just take a second, and, and just if we could just thank the Lord here in just a moment, because the Bible says in Psalms 34.1, I will bless the Lord at all times. That word will means premeditated. It means I'm already going to bless the Lord, not based on how I feel, but on who he is, not, not on what I got going on, but who he is. And so then the Bible says in Psalms 103, it says that he loads us up with daily benefits. I, I think it's so important that we just remember 
what the Lord has done in our life and we just thank him. So if we could, let's just pray and let's thank God for another day that we're alive. How many are like you with me? How many are grateful to be alive this morning? You're grateful that God woke you up this morning. So let's just thank him. Lord, we thank you right now. I know we prayed about four times so far in the service, but we just want to stop intentionally right here in this moment and we want to say thank you that we're alive, we're healthy, we're strong. You're working things out. You're supplying all of our needs. You're taking care of business. Even when we're not involved in the business, you're taking care of it. And we thank you, Lord God, it's going to be a great day that you're going to speak to us. You're going to speak to our hearts. You're going to speak to our minds. You're going to speak to our soul. You're going to use do, do some things today through your word that's going to cause me to think and grow. In Jesus' name, everybody says, amen. amen. Look at your neighbor and say, I'm glad you're here. No, that was kind of, come on. I say, I'm glad you're here. Well, we're going uh, to go ahead and talk about uh, the title of the message is Check Your Circle. And now when I say the word circle, this is what I want you to refer to. I'm referring to a, a friend, a homie, your boys, your crew, your squad, you know, drip or drown, whatever you want to call it. I, I'm, I'm referring to uh, uh, your people, your company, your compadres, your, 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 your champions in your life. And so when I say the word uh, circle, that's what I'm referring to. And a lot of times we don't realize how important our circle is. You heard the old saying, uh, show me your friends and I'll show you your future. We all heard that. Maybe you've quoted it before. I don't know what the originated uh, quote came from, but a lot of people own it like this theirs, and that's fine. More power to you. God bless you. Uh, but maybe you heard this, uh, you know, show me your friends. I can, you, you know, your friends are a prophecy of your future. Maybe you heard it this way. You will rise and fall to the level of the friends you keep. Jim Rowan, who was a great leadership guy, he said that you are the sum total of the five people you keep in your life. But actually, research has come out and said it's much larger than that. Whoever you hang out with, Whoever you spend time with, you either receive or you give. Uh, it, 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 it's, it, it's like a microwave. Anybody ever, you know, you, we, you know, used a microwave before? Like, I like microwaves, but there's nothing better than a crock pot. Crock pot makes it taste better than a microwave. But sometimes we ain't got time for the crock pot. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes we ain't got time to wait there for three hours for that thing to heat up and move. Sometimes we just got to get 30 seconds, a minute and a half. We need that 90 second. But, but, but the, the thing about a microwave is there's molecules inside a microwave that when you turn the microwave on, they start bouncing off from one side to one side. Then it causes friction, which causes heat. And then next thing you know, that's why your meal becomes hot. So what happens is I want to be around people that will cause friction to get me hotter for the Lord than I am now. Now, let me say it. Now, now, now hold no, hold on. I'll say it a little different because I know some of y'all. The nature of a believer, the nature of a believer is to be on fire for God. But I know a lot of believers, people that call themselves Christians, Christ followers, New Testament disciples, that are not necessarily on fire for God. There, there's not no smoke behind them. There's, there's nothing behind them. They don't, they, don't, they don't have any energy worshiping God like God's dead. No, God is alive. Let's move. We got, we, we got to move the feet, whatever you got to do. Now, hold on. The nature of a thing will tell you what that thing is. Let me say it like this. If you've got a dog and the dog don't bark, something's wrong with your dog. Okay, I'll break it down a little bit more. If you've got a cat and your cat doesn't meow, something's wrong with your cat. If you've got a fish at the house and the fish isn't swimming, ladies and gentlemen, the fish is dead. If you are a believer, the nature of a believer is to magnify the one that gave him life or her life. 
So we, we, we don't need any time of old time religion. We need people that are on fire for God in a world like never before that will change their environment, that walk into a space and the space changes based on who you are and your relationship with Jesus. That's why it's got to be like fire. Jeremiah said it was like fire shut up in my bones. Man, I want to be on fire for God. The company I keep, they need to be on fire for God because I ain't got time to play. Life goes by quick. Next thing you know, you're 70, 80, 90. Next thing you know, you're spending eternity in heaven. And while I'm on this earth, I want to be around people that are on fire for Jesus that are making something happen for the kingdom. And so my circle matters. My circle matters more than you know. I'm telling you something, sometimes young people, especially teenagers, oh, you don't know, man, I, I'm, I, I don't worry about it. I got it. I know they don't love, okay. Then eventually whoever you hang out with is who you become like. You hang out with people that are not down to clown, that love Jesus, that are not in it to win it, you know, high five and sunshine. If you don't hang out with people that are on fire for Jesus, eventually you're not gonna be on fire for Jesus. That's why the Bible says in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse, I believe it's 33, bad company corrupts good morals. You got to be careful who you're running with. You got to be careful who your squad is, your people, your crew, whatever you want to call it. You got to be careful. You want to associate with people that are going to another level. That's why you got to check your circle. That's why you got to make sure the circle that you're with is going the direction you want. A lot of times this, here's a dangerous place to be. If your circle's so small, you talk to yourself. <laughs> That's not good. That's not good. Here's what I mean by that. God designed you and me with a DNA in us to do community and relationship together. Not to do life alone. There's a longing on the inside of us to belong to something, to get involved in something. Here at Elevate Life Church, we got all kinds of circles you can be a part of. You can be a part of the Mighty Man Circle. You heard Pastor Josh talk about it. You can be a part of the She Gathering Circles. It's the third Thursday of every month at night. You can be part of the Youth Gatherings. You can be a part of the Youth Circles. You can be part of the Kids Circles. You can be a part of Marriage Circles and Freedom Circles. There's all different types of circles that you can get involved in. And I'll tell you one thing, I promise you, those circles will make you better. You want to make sure you're picking the circle that's going the direction of your life that you want it to go. A lot of times people are not happy with their life. Then it goes back to who's in my circle. Your circle is important. I remember this. When I was growing up, it was the summer of 1997. And, uh, and I had some friends that were in my circle at the time. And we were just kind of, you know, normal dudes, average guys, just want to have a good time in the summer. And we all got this crazy idea. Let's go cliff jumping. I was living in Tulsa, Oklahoma by, by, by this time, uh, uh, and, and, and about 25 miles there was uh, away from Tulsa, there's this lake called Lake Skytook. Now, Lake Skytook's got cliffs. They got like 100-foot cliffs, 10-foot cliffs, 50-foot cliffs, and, and we had heard about them, so we all jumped in a car, a bunch of my buddies, and we went to Lake Skytook. We rented a pontoon boat. I don't know how we rented a pontoon boat. No one was old enough to rent a pontoon boat, but we got a pontoon boat. We got in a pontoon boat. We drove across the lake. We found the 100-foot cliff. Now, in my mind, I'm thinking we should start with the 10-foot cliff maybe work up to the 20-foot cliff, then come back a few months later, and then try the 50-foot cliff, then come back a few months later after that, try the 60-foot cliff, maybe a few months after that, try the 80-foot, maybe the 100-foot, you know, a year later. But what we do, we go right to the 100-foot cliff. Like, I don't know what they were thinking, but they weren't thinking, you know what I'm saying? So we go to the 100-foot cliff, and all of a sudden, we get out of the pontoon boat, we start hiking this trail. Now, the trail is kind of difficult. The trail is already difficult as it is. Now, as you can tell, I'm not no uh, in-shape hiker, you know, Colorado mountain seeker, thriller, climber. Uh, I'm more like, hey, saw that on Discovery Channel. That looked cool, man. God bless you. You know what I'm saying? 
so, 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 so here I'm trying to say is like, I, I got to climb a trail. I, I don't even want to be cliff jumping. I'm not a cliff jumper guy, you know, but because of my circle, I'm now found myself in this situation where I'm going to have to be a part of it. And hopefully we all get to the top and we all quit and we all come back down the mountain. But as you can tell where the story is going, that doesn't happen. So, so we climb, the trail is pretty difficult. Then we come up to a sheer rock wall. I mean, like, Perfect vertical walk wall. Like, I'm not built for a climber. You know what I'm saying? I'm more built for, like, the, the foundational piece. Like, I'll hold you up. You know what I'm saying? Like, you don't want to be me going up first, because if I fall, y'all ain't going to make it. You know what I'm saying? Like, God bless you, man. Talk to Jesus. You know what I'm saying? So I'm climbing, and they're encouraging me. Well, we all get to the top. Well, now we're at the top. And, man, I'm telling you, this is the most beautiful scenery you could ever see. Man, the lake. There it is. Lake Sky Took. 100-foot cliff. Oh, look, there's a 10-foot cliff over on the other side. We should probably do that one first. There's the 30-foot cliff. Oh, yeah, we're up to 100-foot. All of a sudden, we pause. I think we're all nervous. No one's saying nothing, but we're all nervous. You can tell guys are, like, looking over, like, oh, yeah, that's the 100-foot. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, trying to work themselves up, trying to get all fired up, you know? And all of a sudden, it's like, we all made a decision. In that moment, we said, hey, we're just going to go for it. We're all just going to jump, and I hope to see you. <laughs> it was crazy. Now, some of you are like, ah, is that really a real story? Actually, it was in my garage the other day, and I found the old picture of the story I'm telling you. Now, if they have the picture, I think they have it. There it is. Now, you don't understand, but that, yeah, that's me with hair, folks. That was a few years ago, uh, 1997. But here's the deal. I had to climb up this one side uh, on your right. I had to climb up this side, and we're literally jumping. Uh, I think that's one of my boy's legs up there that I think he jumped delayed. He was a delayed jumper. He was, he was making sure we all made it, and then he, I think he jumped. But we all jump. But here's the deal. Why did I go cliff jumping? It's because of the circle, the people, the people around me that I kept. They encouraged me. They built up confidence in me. And next thing you know, I cliff jump. And guess what? That was the last time I ever cliff jumped my whole entire life. <laughs> but I did it. Here's what I'm trying to say. Your circle will push you farther than you think you can go. Your circle will help you do things in your life that you can never think or imagine you could do. That's why you got to check your circle. Everybody say, check your circle. You know, I like the old songs. I'm not a singer. I wish I was, but Pastor Keith could probably come up here. And I was thinking about Pastor Keith when I was actually writing down some songs about friends. I, I remember this song about a friendship, you know, lean on me when you're not strong and I'll be a friend to carry you on. You know, remember that old song? I mean, that's, that's, a, that's a circle song. That's a friendship song. And then like Toy Story, you know, that, that's a friendship song. You know what I'm saying? I love that. You know, you got a friend in me. I, I love that. You know, Woody and Buzz, you know, they're together, you know, and then, you know, the TV show Friends, you know what I'm saying? You know, I'll be there for you to you know, whatever, you know what I'm saying? My wife loves that show, you know? Uh, I think we've watched every episode about 100 times. So, but, uh, and, and it's cool, you know? But then, then I was thinking about people that don't have circles. Then it reminded me of Grandmaster Flash. You know, if you don't got a circle, it's a jungle out there. It makes you wonder how you keep from going. I see, I see you, Alonzo, I know. Thank God you got saved. Keeps from going under, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> because here's the deal. If you don't have a circle, it is a jungle out there. That's why you got to have a circle. I think Grandmaster Flash was on to something back then because it was called the concrete jungle in New York City. But when you go out, I'm telling you something. It is a jungle out there. You're going to want to make sure you got some people in your life that are going to help you, encourage you, protect you, love you, be there for you. That's why you need a strong circle. And the best place to find a circle is in God's house. 
Not in the club, not outside high-fiving, walking the aisles of Walmart or looking at the, all the nice decoration things at TG Maxx or whatever. No, the best place to find a circle is in God's house. Okay, let's move on. If you have your Bibles, let's go to Mark chapter 2. I lost some of you all right there. It's okay. Mark chapter 2, there's a great story, and I'm going to parallel it with Acts chapter 3. So Mark chapter 2 and Acts chapter 3, there's two stories. And we're going to go back and forth just a little bit, and then I'm going to close uh, the message out, and we'll land the plane. In Mark chapter 2, it says this, Jesus had entered Capernaum, and a few days it was heard. The news had went out that he was at home. There were so many people gathered together, there was no longer room to receive any of them, not even near the door. Jesus discussed the word of God with them. Now, I love this. Now, watch this. Then came bringing a paralyzed man who was being carried by four men. Now, hold on just a second. We know the story. You've heard it maybe a thousand different ways, but there is a story of a circle involved in this passage. There is one guy who has a physical need. There's four guys who are part of his circle. They hear that the miracle worker is in the neighborhood, is in the house. That's why, hold on, that's why it's so important that we invite people to the house of God. If you know you got a coworker, a neighbor, a friend, a loved one that needs Jesus, this is the best place to get them in here because there's miracles that take place in this house. Now, hold on, let's just stop right there. They heard that Jesus was in the house. Four friends grabbed their friend that had a need and they started walking towards Jesus. Now let's look at Acts, Acts chapter three real quick. Acts chapter three, I find this very interesting. Verse one, one day Peter and John went to the temple. They went to the house of God to pray. It was three o'clock in the afternoon. That's what time the prayer meeting was. Some of you would thank God for that, not the 6 a.m. prayer meeting. It was a three o'clock prayer meeting in the afternoon. As they were entering the temple, there were seven gates at the temple. These gates were massive, 45 feet wide, 35 feet tall. Now watch this. All of a sudden, they saw, this is what's interesting to me. They saw a man who was crippled all of his life, who was being carried by friends. Uh-oh, same kind of story happening. Who was being carried by friends. They put him outside the gate and they left him for him to beg for money. Now, how long was this guy there for? You have to go to Acts chapter four, verse 22. It says that the man was there for over 40 years. Two different circles, two different group of friends, two different crews, posses, homies, squad, whatever you wanna call it. One heard that Jesus was in the neighborhood and they're going to Jesus. One knows that Jesus is his presence, God is in the temple, and they just dropped him off side of the temple. Two different thought processes. Let's go back to Mark chapter two. Real quick, check this out. This is very interesting. So if you go to Mark two real quick, all of a sudden they came bringing a paralyzed man who was being carried by four men. I, I'm telling you, if I, I'm, I'm grateful for my circle because if I got a need, guess what they're gonna do? They're gonna bring me closer to Jesus, not farther from Jesus. They're not just going to drop me at the front door and leave me and say, hey, hope you figure it out. Hope you make it. No, they're going to walk me through the whole entire process. That's, that's the definition of a real friend. That's the definition of a strong circle. Now watch this. When they were unable, this is what I love. When they were unable to come near the front door, they uncover the roof. These are the kind of people we need in our circle that won't just coddle us, but will challenge us. Won't just tolerate us, but will celebrate us. Won't just enable us, but will empower us. We need these kind of people in our circle. Not only did they go to the front door and say, oh man, it doesn't look like we can get you in there. 
Maybe tomorrow we'll come back. No, these are the kind of friend that went the extra mile. They got a little dirty. They climbed on top of the ceiling. They climbed on top of the roof and they started breaking back the mud, the clay. They started getting the dirt underneath their fingernails. Their hands started getting dirty. Their clothes started getting dirty. These are the kind of friends we need in our circle that are willing to dig through the stuff of life to help us get free. Let me just tell you something. As they were breaking free, as they were breaking through the roof, the man was getting ready to get a breakthrough in his life. We need those kind of people in our circle that are willing to stick with us no matter what. We got to find some of those relationships. We got to cultivate some of those relationships. Listen, anybody have a 3 a.m. friend? Because if you ain't got a 3 a.m. friend, you need to find a 3 a.m. friend. But before you can find a 3 a.m. friend, you got to be a 3 a.m. friend. So we got, we, we, listen, what I mean is you got you to search people out. Well, you know what? Everybody needs somebody. I understand that not everybody can connect with everybody, but everybody connect, can, can connect with somebody. So all of a sudden they broke through. And when Jesus looked up and he saw, we all know the story, their faith. He said to the man, your sins are forgiven you. Take up your mat and leave this place. And in verse 12, they said, they glorify God. They've never seen anything like this. These are the kind of people we need in our circle that are willing to push us closer to Jesus, closer to God, closer to the things of God. There's got to be a hunger, a passion, a zeal. If you're hanging out with people that are not on fire for God, that don't have that love, that commitment for God, you're going to find yourself in the same exact place that they're in. But if you have that zeal, that drive, man, I got to get to God's house. You know, for 37 years, I've been a Christian. And I'm not saying I'm perfect. I'm not saying I've never made mistakes. I made a lot of mistakes. But thank God I got a circle that keeps pushing me forward. Thank God I got a group of people that keep saying, man, keep going after God. Keep serving God. Keep reading the word. Keep praying. Keep studying. Keep fasting. Keep believing God. Keep sowing. Keep giving. Keep serving. Those are the kind of people we need in our life. If you don't have them, I want to encourage you to find some. Watch this. These were faith-filled friends, friends that were willing to do whatever it took to get them. Now, I don't know about you, but I grew up in the 80s, probably the best, probably the best uh, year ever. The 80s were the best. Anybody from the 80s? Okay, see, we're not representing good in this service, okay? First service, it was a lot more than that. The 80s were just, man, the 80s were great. The 80s, man, we, we didn't wear bicycle helmets. We didn't have bubble wrap around us when we rode our bicycles out the street. I'm not trying to throw any kind of shade on any parent. God bless you. Wear a helmet. Get the knee pads, elbow pads, the mouth guard, the face mask, get everything. You know what I'm saying? Do whatever you got to do. But I grew up, man, in the 80s. Whoo! It was a time of Transformers, G.I. Joes, BB gun wars. It was a great time. We used to take Daisy BB guns, pumping as many times as we could pump it, and we used to shoot each other. Thank God I still got both eyes. I mean, thank God. I'm just telling you, thank God. But I grew up in the 80s, and man, I'm telling you something. The parks in the 80s were the best. They were absolutely the best. You got parks now, it's got like, uh, uh, like rubber on every part of the park. It's like, it's like, Elbow, boom. Oh, he's okay. He bounced right back up. Ours, you didn't bounce back up. You were done. You were going to the emergency room if you fell in the 80s park. There's a different type of parks. Now, I went around Frisco and I looked at some parks. Like, I'm just telling you something, folks. Like, I got to be careful right now because I could not be up here for a long time if I, if I really, I got to be careful. Filter, filter. Because what I want to say is like, we need some old school parks. We need, we, need, we need the parks that made us tough. 
Oh, get up, man. It's a little blood and dirt. Rub it in there. You can do it. <laughs> Parents out there are like, my God, what kind of parenting is that? I don't know, folks, but I'm still here. I made it. You know what I'm saying? You know, that's a good. But I'll tell you my favorite thing at the park. One of my favorite things was the slide. Oh, man. I think we got a picture of it. Woo! Oh, man. If you have not, up until this point of your life, ever ridden down a slide like this, find one in a country place somewhere. Surely, outskirts of Dallas, there's got to be some old slide at some abandoned park that still works. Grab you some Crisco, put it on that slide, and slide down there. This is the slide that made you want to slide. Now we got the little tight slides. Oh, there you go. He Look, he slid one foot. That was awesome. One foot. That's a, Come on, Jim. Come on. Let's do it again. My God, you go down this, you don't need to slide for the rest of the day. <laughs> Boom, whiplash, oh, concussion, bump. Backs out. <laughs> this is a slide. This is a slide that I grew up on. And man, we used, to, we used to try to run up the slide. Boom, boom, face, boom, teeth gone. <laughs> this is the great slide. Then, oh man, the monkey bars. Oh, old school. This right here. This is where we used to do chicken wars. One side, the other side. Yeah, John versus James. Here it goes, you know, and you're kicking each other. Oh, man, you kicked me in my face. I'm going to fight you after this. Okay, man. You know, I mean, these are old school. But then there's the, the, the seesaw. Oh, man. Now, I love the seesaw. Now, for me, I was a bigger kid growing up. Please don't. I'm, I'm on a journey, folks. I'm on a journey. Uh. But I, when I was growing up, they would call my frame more husky. Husky, you know. I think that's a, maybe a nicer way to saying he's out of shape. You know what I'm saying? Great. Thank you. Uh, but uh, on, my, on, my, on my seesaw, I would put two kids on one side and I would get on the other. And then we were able to balance it out. But the, thing, the fun thing about this seesaw is when I would jump off, whew, those dudes would fly. I, that was my favorite. Yeah, we got in some fights over that. It's a whole nother message. And then there's this thing, it, it, I, I don't think we have a picture, but we might have one. It's a thing, it's an animal or a rocket. It was a spring. Now, the thing about this, if it was an animal, you couldn't be a big boy and get on this spring. Now, I'm just saying, you couldn't be 250, 220, 230, 230. You had to be like, uh, you know, like a buck 10, 90 to get on this spring. Because this spring, if you're a big boy, this spring, and if you don't counterweight the balance just right, whoo, boom, you're going straight over, face gone, <laughs> over. I'm serious. And then my favorite, my, my, oh, we had the swing set. Oh, yeah. Now this, oh, your fingers, gone every time. Chain, <laughs> boom. You get your friend, he turns you, twists you, and the other kid's swinging normal. You kick him in the face, your fingers get caught in the chain. Boom, pop off. Oh, just sew it back on. Mom said you'll be okay. You know, no problem. I'm telling you, that was, and then right here on the outside, we used to try to monkey bar our way up. That, those were the days. See, the kids nowadays, they have no idea what playground is. Oh, look, it's like a trampoline. Oh, it's got padding everywhere. It's so great. Look at all the flowers. It's like, no, bro. We didn't have flowers growing up. There was no flowers in our park. It was straight concrete and dirt. And then my favorite all times. Oh, this is my favorite. Matter of fact, I got a video I'd like to show you. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. This, this is the wheel of death. I mean the wheel of life. This is awesome. This is purely metal. This is rusted metal. Tetanus shot immediately after riding this. this. This right here will save your life. If you've never ridden one, I don't care how old you are, find one and ride one. 
it will change your life. But I got a video of merry-go-rounds. Watch this. Oh my God. Oh, that's the way to do it. He's alive, folks. He, okay, that's good. That's good, guys. Yeah. He's, he made it. He came through surgery. He's okay, folks. Oh, okay. Thank God. I know some of you all are freaking out right now. Those, don't worry. We're never taking our kids to one of those things, especially. It's all good, man. No worries, dude. No worries. I'm just telling you, all those kids made it. You know what I'm saying? They all made it. They're all here. Walking normal. One might have a small limp, but it's okay. I'm sorry, folks. I'm a, I'm not, I'll, I'll probably be up next year sometime. Okay, God bless you guys. <laughs> but here's the deal. Uh, the merry-go-round. I, I'm going to give you four relation tips. Uh, I couldn't find a real one, so we made one. Uh, but I'm going to give you four relation tips uh, on a merry-go-round because we're in the relation tip series. And, uh, and I'm going to go real fast and we're going to be done. Uh, there's four guys in the Bible in Mark chapter 2. Four guys. Those four guys help their friend have a breakthrough, have a true relationship with Jesus. These are the kind of relation tips for types of people that you need in your life. Number one, you need a ride or die kind of person. You need a ride or die, like in it to win it, down to clown, you know, all around. You need that kind of individual in your life. Someone that's willing to get on that merry-go-round and ride with you. Now listen, if you're ever gonna ride a merry-go-round, don't ride on the outside, ride on the inside. You go much faster. It's physics. And I'm just telling you something. You need that person that's going to stick closer to you than, than, than a brother. You, you need that person that you can confide in, that you can, that you can talk to. You, you got to have that person that's just that loyalty, that, that individual, male or female, whoever. If you're a female, I would encourage you to have that, that as a female in your life, a male, a male. You know, uh, that ride or die. Number two, you got to have someone that's going to push you. This thing doesn't go by itself. You got to have somebody that's going to push you. It's going to help you go a little farther, a little faster. You got to put some healthy tension on your life, some positive tension that's going to call some things out in you that knowing that you should do some things. You got to have that kind of individual. Then you got to have this kind of individual that's going to be on the sideline, that's going to be an encourager, a cheerleader, someone that's cheering you on, someone that says, hold on. I know it's going fast, but hold on. Don't quit. Don't jump off. No, you're going to mess yourself up. Don't do it. No, you got to have that cheerleader. You got to have that, that encourager. You know, I got people in my life that are encouragers all the time. You know, growing up as a kid uh, in, in Michigan, I, uh, uh, Detroit, I wanted to be a rapper. I wanted to be a rapper. I got a lot of, I've got some really crazy rhymes. I'm, I'm pretty good at lyrics and, you know, I'm like a lyrical assassin, you know. But no, it's okay, guys. It's okay. I just, okay, I'll do it for you guys. Okay. Okay. Uh, Okay, I'll just give you a little something. I'll give you the, maybe the first two bars. My bars are fired. I don't want anybody getting on smoke. On, you know, I don't want anybody putting me out. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, so, so you got to have that person that's going to encourage you. You know, you got to have that person that's going to encourage you. You know, uh, I'm not uh, LL Cool J. I run DMC and the Beastie Boys have got nothing on me. I don't rap junk. I don't rap mess. I rap for the king. His name is J-U-S-U-S. Some people say that Christians shouldn't get in the rap. What am I doing? Taking a nap. Let me make one thing perfectly understood. I'm going to cleave to that now, which is good. Go ahead and sit back if you want the best for your life. Watch me rap about Jesus Christ. Okay, so that's, okay. Okay, so, yes! My rap career. 
Uh, you can download that tonight on Spotify, okay? Yes, it's a dream come true for me. Thank you. You made my dreams come true. Only time, probably last time. Okay, so I think I lost my wife somewhere in the first line. But you got to have that person that's going to encourage you. You know, somebody's going to cheerlead you on. And then the last person you need that parallels with Mark chapter 2 and the, and the merry-go-round is that fourth person. You need that person that's going to spot you, protect you, keep you safe. Really, like, like, hey, you're going fast, but don't worry. If you fall off, I'm going to catch you. I got your back. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be there for you. I, I think those things, those relationships will really help us in life. And as I close this morning, because our time is drawn to a near, uh, an end, uh, I, I want to just share a thought with you this morning. It's important, it's important to have a circle around you that will have those ride and die individuals that will have the pusher, someone that's going to push you to go to the next level, someone that's going to encourage you, someone that's going to spot you. Just like this is a circle, the most important part of a circle is not necessarily the outside of the circle, but it's the inside of the circle. The most important thing in your life, yes, is your relationships, but it's really the most important is making sure you have one relationship with our Heavenly Father, with God. He has to be the center of your circle. If he's not, you will come up empty in life. We all have lists of stuff in our life. Lists of things that maybe didn't work out the way we wanted to work out. Maybe they didn't, we didn't get the right hand that we thought we should have got hand, uh, dealt. And maybe we end up short. And a lot of times, here's what happens. We, 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 try, to, we try to escape that list. And, and what we try to do is we try to maybe, let's take a trip. Let's, let's, let's get on an airplane. And let, let, let's, let's just go somewhere and get away from it. I, I can tell you right now, this, this void in here, you can't get on an airplane and run from this void. Uh, you, 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 you can't, you can't, just bear with me for a second. You can't um, get on a, a rocket and just go to some other planet. You can't just take it and throw it away. But what you can do is you can realize how much you are loved based on what Jesus Christ did at Calvary's cross 2,000 years ago. What you can do is understand that because of his great sacrifice, now you can fill the void that might be at the center of your circle. A husband can't fill that void, a wife can't fill that void, a job can't fill that void, money can't fill that void, a car can't fill that void, a home, kids, only Jesus can fill that void. That's why our circle needs to be Jesus-centered, kingdom-minded type of circle. These are the kind of people that I've got to run with. Doesn't mean I can't reach those that have the list. I've got to reach those because that's part of my job of knowing him. But I've got to have this be the center of my circle.
Maybe you're here today and maybe you've never made Jesus the center of your circle. This would be a good opportunity today to leave this place knowing that Jesus loves you, has your best interests in mind, cares about you, and has a plan for your life. If you would, bow your head and close your eyes. I'm going to close in prayer this morning. With every head bowed and every eye closed with no one looking around, we're talking about relationships. We're talking about checking our circle. But this is the part of the service that I want you to really think about who's at the center of your circle. Is Jesus at the center of your circle? Is he Lord of your life? Do you really know him or have you just heard about him? Do you have just maybe a, a vague understanding of who he is or will you, do you really have an intimate breathing relationship with him? He loves you so much. He loves you. He wants to meet that list, that needs that's, that's on that list. He wants to take care of every issue in your life. He wants to heal what needs to be healed. He wants to take care of what needs to be taken care of. But you got to surrender your life to him first. With every head bowed, every eye closed, if you're in this place and you say, hey, Jeremy, I want to give my life to Jesus. Then what I'm going to ask you to do is simply on the count of three, just slip your hand up. Just slip your hand up on the count of three and I'm going to pray for you of you receiving the greatest gift that's ever been given. That's Jesus Christ. Here we go so that no one feels left out, so that no one feels embarrassed. If everybody could just keep their heads bowed and their eyes closed just for a moment. If that's you today and you want to give your life to Jesus, you want to say yes to him, then on count of three, I want you to simply lift up your hand. Here we go. One, two, three. Slip your hand up all over this place. All over this place. Now here's what I'm going to ask you to do with your hand slipped up right now. Would you, would you do a bold move this morning? Would you proclaim Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior? Would you repeat this prayer after me? Would you just declare this over your life as we say this together? I want everybody to say this together. Everybody say, Dear Jesus, I believe that you are the Son of God. Forgive me of my sins. Come into my heart. Be Lord of my life. Thank you, Jesus. I repent of my sins. I turn them over to you. The best days of my life have not even been lived yet. Thank you, God, for everything you're going to do. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, hold on just a second. There's a lot of hands that are lifted. I'm going to ask you to do one thing. If it's okay, Pastor, I'm going to ask you to do one thing. I'm going to ask you, if you would, could you just make really this declaration of you saying yes to Jesus. You know, it's one thing sometimes sitting in our chair and we say the prayer. It's another thing to take a bold stand for God. It's another thing to say, you know what? I'm drawing the line in the sand. I need Jesus to be the center of my heart. I need Jesus to be the center of my life. I, I, I need Jesus to be Lord. I, I want everybody to know I'm not ashamed. The Bible says in, in, in Romans chapter 1, verse 16, for I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. Jesus changed my life. I'm up here having fun this morning because of my relationship with Jesus and because of great friends in my life, great brothers and, 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 and people that love and that are in my circle, that we love each other. The Bible says in Hebrews chapter 10, it says, don't forsake the assembling. The Bible says that man was never supposed to do this alone in Genesis chapter 2. That's why the Bible says in Ecclesiastes chapter 4, verses 9 through 12, two are better than one because they have a great reward for their labor. They'll, they'll be able to accomplish a lot more. T today, when you make this stand, 
I'm going to ask you on the count of three, if you prayed that prayer and you really meant business in your heart, I'm going to ask you on the count of three to simply get out of your seat and come right here so that me and Pastor Josh can just say a simple blessing over your life. This is, this is a big deal. Here's why. Because a lot of times we can make a decision sitting there, and there's nothing wrong with that, but I believe that this puts the exclamation point on that decision. This lets the devil know that you no longer have my life, that God has my life. On the count of three, if that's you, you prayed that prayer. I want you to get out of your seat real quickly because we're going to dismiss you. Here we go. On the count of three, here we go. One, two, three, and we're going to clap for you. Come on, come on. Everyone that made that decision right now, don't wait. Come on right down, right now, right now. Come on. Come on, don't wait. There's people coming. Come on, don't wait. Don't wait, don't wait. Come on, don't sit there. May go ahead and make that bold declaration. Make that stand right now. Come on, come on, come on, come on. This is a big deal this morning. Come on, church. This is a big deal in the house of God. We're declaring that lives are changed. God is the center of their life, just like he's the center of our life. He did it for us years ago. He's doing it for them now. Come on, don't wait. Come on, don't wait. Come on, don't wait. Thanks for listening. Make sure you subscribe to our channel on iTunes and YouTube. That way, you know when a new sermon has been uploaded. Also, if this message has impacted you and you want to contribute to help us reach more people, feel free to go to elevate.life forward slash give. We look forward to seeing you here next time.